0: You are listening to The Source Connection Podcast, an ongoing invitation to remember your true infinite nature and embody your unique human expression. By holding space for the kind of conversations that uplift, inform, and unite us, we are here to amplify the field of possibilities and explore the keys to creating the new. Hosted by Liz B. and Tara Long.
1: For more... Check out TheSourceConnection.us, Spotify, Odyssey, and YouTube.
2: Hello, everyone. Welcome. Liz B here with my co-host, Tara Long, and our two very special guests. It's an orgy today, guys, with <laughs> Erasmus and Joel.
1: <laughs> awesome.
2: Jokes aside, let's get um let's get a moment to just arrive together. So I invite you to if you're sitting, roll your shoulders back, open your heart. If you're lying down, just get comfy. And if you're driving, just keep on driving. Let's close our outer eyes and open the inner perceptions. Let's start breathing a little deeper. Start noticing what's happening internally.
3: Allowing for the field of possibilities to become clearer. Always available, always present. Knowing that this is a sacred time together and that we are each other's deepest wish right now.
2: Letting go of whatever thing has happened before you arrived here, coming into this now moment fully. You can keep breathing long and deep or you can join me for some breath of fire in and out through the nose. Equal inhale and exhale, rhythmic. Somewhat fast paced, but find your own rhythm and
3: stay with it. Mm, let's go back to long, deep breathing again. Recognizing all aspects of breath, the energetic, the gross. Even the most subtle that connects us all. life itself and its expansion and contraction When you're ready, take a deep breath in and suspend that breath. Squeeze your whole body. Touch your tongue to your upper palate while you hold. Side out. Let's do that two more times. Inhaling deeply. Holding. Through the lips, exhale. And one last time, you know what to do.
2: Maybe move your body. Whatever way feels good, if you feel called to it, good morning, wake up. Here oh. we are with this two fabulous guys from Here for the Truth, if you haven't heard of Here from the Truth, wonderful podcast with Joel and Erasimus. They co-created that, and we'll get to the details of that. They also have Rise Above the Herd, a transformational eight-week coaching program, and Friends of Truth, a private membership community of the most grounded, rational, and intuitive truth seekers online. They're both dedicated to empowering truth seekers through sharing, synthesizing, and embodiment of knowledge. Their goal is to provide them with tools, resources, and inspiration to be the best and most authentic version of themselves, according to their highest values. I am personally friends with Erasimus, and I'm delighted to meet Joel for the first time. I enjoy his writings and insights. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Thanks for
0: having us. having us. I always wondered what it will be like to be on like a morning TV show, and now <laughs> I know, so thank you. <laughs>
2: like good morning guys yes (laughs) it would probably be a little earlier you'd be in hair makeup at maybe 5 a.m in the morning that's very um, true yeah but um yeah maybe this is the beginning of a taste of that because we actually will have a talk show so you're already invited so oh
1: it's great thank you I like it I like the breathing at the beginning too it was nice I needed it you know I kind of was in bed longer than I wanted to be today, but uh this th- that helped wake me up.
2: Oh good. Yeah. So can um either of you can start, but how do we get here to this now moment? If you want to add anything about how you guys came together and yeah.
1: Um I guess I'll I'll start off. Uh, Sophie and I were invited in March of 2020 to be on the unslaved podcast with Michael Tazarian and David Whitehead. Um, he's been a mentor. Michael's been a mentor to me, I'd say even David as well with their work, um, just someone who's uh, an expert in things, psychological-related re- philosophy, the occult, secret society, alternative historical research. So um, we had connected and he invited Sophie and I and, and me on to talk about somatic intelligence. And so we went on in May and March to, to do our thing and, and talk about the things that we're into um joel's uh, been a fan of michael and david's work uh, influenced by them as well he had gone through michael's mystery school um and he saw our episode uh got some value from it and he reached out to me on instagram and uh i was like who's this dude on instagram reaching out to me <laughs> and i saw what he was about he was really involved in the sydney freedom community he was a conscious hip-hop artist obviously, you know, he was doing, um, his divination practice as well. And, um, he had written an incredible song for the Sydney freedom community, uh, about vaccines called just asking that really touched me in a deep way. And so we engaged in a, um, a back and forth DM exchange and we realized we shared values. Um, and we said, let's just like maybe have a conversation. So we got on zoom and had our first conversation and met this was, I think end of March, early April or April, uh, 2021. And then, um, we both realized we wanted to do a podcast and then we said the next time we're on zoom, let's just get on and press record. And that became our first episode, uh, walking the authentic path. We just talked about what it means to walk an authentic path. So that's it in a nutshell, Joel, if you want to add anything to it, please do. No, nah, bro. I think you covered that pretty well, man. Um,
0: yeah, I was working in a family business at the time. I was driving long hours to work. I was getting my forklift license and I heard the podcast with Erasmus and Sophie. And, you know, history pivoted from that point in time. And, yeah, we've pretty much been aligned on a, on a deep level. We've come together every day. It's been a privilege to have conversations with some of the most incredible people on the planet and to, you know, walk walk our path and, you know, hopefully show a little bit of light and be a bit of an example to others who are trying to, you know, cut dependence from a very toxic system. Um, So just truly grateful for, you know, all that's occurred to be here now for sure.
2: Yeah. Can you, um, I got curious about Mystery School.
0: Mm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I joined Michael's Mystery School in I think it was early twenty twenty one as well. Um, you know, prior to that, I never really had any experience with divination. By divination, I mean the divinatory arts, so astrology, tarot, numerology, Kabbalah. And uh, you know, Michael was someone who I deeply respected on a you know you know in a profound way. So when I heard him talking about divination and tarot in such a real way, I'm like, you know, that really sparked my curiosity. So, yeah, I joined his mystery school and what he's created there is absolutely profound. So, he takes it back into, you know, the true origins of these arts and the true origins are that all these ancient arts are interrelated and interconnected. You know, it's most people tend to use them singularly, but to me, that's kind of cutting off one kind of part of the body in a sense. And, you know, that was the beginning of me realizing um, the path of individuation that was available to me because... When I, as I started exploring these arts and getting feedback about myself and who I was born to be, all the feedback I was getting was like so spot on in terms of the life that I'd lived um, so far, all my unique gifts, my unique, my unique challenges, the unique shadows I have to face along the way. And that's when it's like, damn, like I was born for a reason. You know, I'm not just a commodity. I'm not just part of the herd. I have unique gifts which no one else can possibly have and my unique way of being is mine and mine alone. So from then it's just been a process of really cultivating who who am I? Who 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 was I born to be as this unique seed of consciousness, this unique blueprint. And really when this you're confronted with this fact that, you know, I exist for such a profound reason, then like things really change, you know. There's much less inclination to outsource any kind of decision-making process to people outside of me and for so long we've been conditioned to think, feel, react, respond the same way. We all have preset paths in lives, you know. I call them the highways that everyone every everyone's on. But the unique path in life isn't a highway, you know. It's made with every single step you take. It's illuminated along the way. And along the way you're bumping into walls, you're stepping on rattlesnakes, you know, all the all the rest of it. <laughs> and uh, there's there's beauty in that because we all have unique wisdom to be gleaned by the path that we're walking. And that's so valuable when you really recognize the inner riches that every single one of us were born with, that scarcity begins to drop. We're no longer looking out outside for someone else to see our worth and to validate who we are. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, there's something completely unique, which I can create. And that's on me. And to me, that's powerful.
3: Yeah. yeah. Wow.
4: yeah. I'd love to know um, just both of you individually a little bit about your background, upbringing, um, just kind of what got you here to this moment. And also, Joel, you just told us a little bit about that, but kind of your story of awakening or when that started to happen for you, did you just come in like that? Like questioning everything? Was it a slow process? Did you have a moment?
0: Yeah. Um, I came in with a lot of heavy conditioning, a lot of heavy programming. I was raised as a Palestinian Jehovah's witness. So Mm -hmm. Big, big, big melting pot um, there for me to to work through and try to understand. I would say it was always definitely rebellious, you know, very Plutonian. Um, al- al- always questioning, always needing to, you know, stick a stick a spatter in the works, so to speak. My first real profound shift in consciousness, I would say, took place around 2015. Um, like a lot of people, you know, I read Eckhart Tolle, I read The Power of Now. Um, And that just made me, that just allowed me to see things in a little bit of a different way. But it also led me down some crooked paths as well. In hindsight, it's not really a book or a path that I would recommend, but obviously I don't regret my path whatsoever. There's still profound gifts there, which I honour definitely. And I just went through this period of strange bliss, which I've never experienced before. Um, Like everything was so vibrant. All the colours seemed so much brighter I found so much joy in doing the most mundane tasks of life, like taking the rubbish out or emptying the dishwasher. Every single day I'd pinch myself, like, what is going on? Why does everything feel so amazing? <laughs> you know, just trying to, and thinking, like, is, is it, do I still feel this way? Is it still there? And, yeah, it was still there. Yeah. But eventually with that process, you know, you can't, you can't just be here now. Like, the past and the future does matter. You know, there's things which we have to reconcile. There's goals which we have to move towards. We have to deal with life itself, you know? Like, um, so ultimately, that led me to, I think, cast quite a big shadow for myself, which eventually I had to grapple with. And that was about 2019 where I really came to terms with that and stood on the precipice and realized that after God, I've got to slay all my dragons, I've got to slay all my internal demons. I have to own up, you know, to all the ways in which I've betrayed my spirit in the past and, you know, really put myself through the fire of transmutation. And so I started doing that. I started having very difficult conversations, you know, owning owning up to things and acknowledging things and just doing everything I can to bring myself back to homeostasis because I realized it was only by, you know, being in a place of balance and homeostasis within myself that I could ever eventually grow anything of worth. Um, so... That, that's ultimately what I think led me to discovering unslaved and Erasmus and whatnot. To sidetrack back then in 2015 was also when I began to question simple things like fluoride, like vaccines, like the birthing industry, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, you just realize very quickly that this system, which we're all programmed to be codependent on called the government, obviously does not have my best interests or best intentions at heart. And, like, back then trying to speak out against vaccines was crazy. I don't know if you, know, you guys remember, but you could mm. not even say v- without immediately <laughs> being labelled in like the most far tinfoil hat category that you can imagine. Like these were the saviours of mankind. Yep. This, was the, this was like the gold standard, right? Yeah. And to me, that's a huge signpost of how much things have shifted and how much we've moved because the, the palpability to talk about that topic is completely widened. You're right. It's it's opened up. We're able to question things now. We're able to, you know, see the flaws in it, and there's we're able to extrapolate fallacies. And I know how I felt pre 2020. I thought awareness would never shift around vaccines, and it has massively. So that shows to me that we're moving in a you know of the right direction. I don't know if that answers your question. Um, you know, I pulled a bit oh. of piece, but yeah. yeah, I didn't know any of that about
1: you, man. Thank you for sharing. Uh, no, no worries.
2: Oh, you got this cute. He's kidding. <laughs> no <worries>. no. <laughs> what about you? Yeah. What about me? Uh, yeah.
1: My origin story in this. Here we go. We have three hours. You. Yeah, no. There's, <laughs> I there's a lot. There's a lot to show. say. You know, I had a very traumatic birth. I was born June seventeenth, nineteen eighty. No, um, how do I say this? I don't know. I was someone that kind of, in a lot of ways, I guess maybe went along to 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 go along like in my early life like yeah. school came easy to me i kind of did what i had to do i went to college i didn't really go to class i partied but i still did <laughs> well in school um and um yeah i kind of got my first job post college and did that for 2 years and then realized it wasn't for me and i and i had to really you know go on an alternative path and um that was um 2004 i took a suitcase full of books with me to my family some of my family's home in greece and I did nothing but read for three months. Um, and that really opened me up to a lot of things. And then I and then I took the first big stage of my life. I, I went to pursue an acting career in New York City. Um, and that opened me up to a whole new world from a psychological perspective. You know, that my first mentor was heavily involved with uh, psychology and he had psychologists on his staff. And it it really started the process for me of like, okay, why are you the way you are? Let's honor that process. But in order to, to be able to tell stories, you have to expand who you are and get to know lost aspects of yourself, really dive into your shadow. So for me, my foundational work, personal development work was actually psychological. Um, and so I, it changed my my life. Now, in terms of the the truth side of things, um, 9-11, uh, when 9-11 happened, yeah. um, that just lit something in me. And right when all the, the 9-11 truth stuff was coming out in the early days, uh, I was really curious. So like many, I went down rabbit holes, I watched documentaries and was just like, okay, something's up. But what really did it for me was my acting teacher, uh, who was pretty alternative. And he was actually, um he used to be an activist, HIV AIDS activist, but on the on the dissident side, the people who were challenging the conventional model, uh, this was in 2005, he gave me uh, Dr. Carrie Mullis's autobiography, Dancing Naked in the Minefield. And so I read that um then and it, it blew my mind. I went like, and I've always been a curious person. I love learning. Uh, I've had this like sixth sense for for truth or seeking truth. Um, and just reading the chapters in that book, I was like, What the fuck is going on? What world are we living in? <laughs>
3: yeah, you
1: know, like here's this person who's a nobel Nobel Prize-winning scientist, and he's talking about all these different subjects. Uh, it was challenging, you know. Global warming back then, which really piqued my interest, um, or at least you know the con- conventional story around it. Um, and so that kind of that kind of took me down the different rabbit holes and really getting into the questioning these this relationship between government, between media, between science, between the allopathic system, and it kind of just went from there. And then my life took a whole bunch of different turns. You know, I was acting for a while and then I was living in New York City and doing my thing and then I had saved up money and then I was like, you know, I'm going to backpack around the world with a year and take all my savings. So I did that in 2008 while the world was like imploding. I was out (laughs) traveling and just living, (laughs) living my best life. So that was pretty cool and weird at the same time. Mm. Um, And then, you know, my journey took me back to New York City and uh, let's see, let's take this, let's uh, shorten the story up a little bit. But I, um, I realized that I needed to make a big change. I started getting comfortable and stagnant in New York and uh, I decided to move out to Los Angeles uh, in 2013 to see if I really wanted to pursue an acting career. I love the craft, but I was also cultivating simultaneously while I was cultivating my acting work. I was also really into obvious self-development, health, nutrition, uh conspiracy all these different things i was just really curious and um i would say about a year into moving to la at a major dark night of the soul and that led me to meeting a mentor of mine who was an ex-navy seal trained in traditional chinese medicine and he took me under his wing and taught me a bunch of really cool um alternative healing modalities and somatic therapies and and um i got into human design around that time Mm-hmm. And started studying that. And I've just been a, a someone who's been really into self-education on on pretty much everything around health and just seeing where that led me. And so I had a, a private practice working with people, kind of integrating all the things I've learned over the years. Uh, but to be honest, my life changed when I met Joel uh, in a completely different way because I always was wondering, like, I had all these diverse interests, truth <laughs> And knowledge has uh, and 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 creating value through the sharing of truth. and knowledge has probably been my umbrella uh, in my life, and um, to meet someone who was so aligned and uh, we have we have a lot of similarities too um, was just um, I don't know a once we say it often it's like a once in a lifetime partnership, mm. um, and the fact that we've never met before uh, in person, but we will be meeting in like I don't know five six weeks for the first time Amazing. in Mexico. Uh yeah, I can't wait. And and when we started the podcast, we just we just started a podcast. We just pressed record on Zoom and then started <laughs> talking. And then we did another episode and then we went, well maybe we should have guests. <laughs> <laughs> and then we invited our our first guest, Jaguar Heart. Um and then it just continued from there and we you know we experimented with different models we're like well can we make a living from a podcast like what do we do and yeah. um and then the the natural step was hey the two of us have been on our own journeys um this individuation process of mm-hmm. of continuing to evolve more and more into who we were meant to be in this world and we went well okay well let's create something and so that's where the seed of rise above the herd was born um, we're living in a big time of transition and a lot of people are searching for something else. And we've been conditioned with these ideologies and these philosophies that are extremely disempowering. Nice. And so we wanted to support people to, in, in, a, in kind of a simple way, even though, of course, it's not simple, the growth process, but like, be like, these are philosophies that have been keeping you small and keeping you down. Let's, let's, let's take those out. And then let's input empowering philosophies. A lot of things that have been forgotten over time as we've moved through the world and living in a system and an education system, an academic system that doesn't want these philosophies at the forefront of an individual's consciousness.
4: Yeah. Mm. So,
2: so much. Is, is the hour up, guys?
1: I yeah, I think so. <laughs> the,
4: the what? We're done. That's it. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for... Uh... It was great, guys. <laughs> Listen, I did the best I could in that awesome. trying that to... was perfect.
2: To, to, that was uh, perfect.
1: To shorten that. that was there great. was a huge period in there that I didn't talk about.
2: <laughs> whoa, <laughs> good... whoa, whoa, Next episode. Part funny. two, part two. Yeah, yeah no. There's so much to talk about. I wrote down a few things like strange bliss, creating value, individuation process, um, foundational work. And I don't even know exactly where to begin. So I'll start there. The name of your podcast is Here for the Truth.
3: Mm.
2: What is the truth to you?
0: Sure. The funny thing is, is I actually um, purchased the domain name Here for the Truth and started a website where I was writing articles called here for the truth about two years before your and and I met.
3: Wow. And I didn't know what
0: the hell I was going to do with that name. Yeah. And then we spoke about starting a podcast and then it was actually my wife that was like, Joel, here for the truth. And I'm
1: like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually had, I had, I think when we talked, I had the idea cause I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while and I had truth in the name as well, but Joel's was better.
0: Yeah, yours was Truth First, the Truth First Yeah, podcast. the Truth First podcast. Oh, it's yeah.
2: First. It's such a powerful name and there's such an impact to that because living at this very interesting times, and maybe that's a question in and on itself, right? What, through your own individual lens, how would you describe what's happening in the past three years?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll track back to your first question first. Like, yeah. what is the truth? Yeah, yeah. To me, the truth is the highest path, mm. right? That's what it means to be here for the truth, because ultimately, when it comes down to it, we all have that inner thing that knows when we're making inauthentic decisions, that knows when we're compromising ourselves on some level. And we all we all have that voice that you know knows the right way, that knows the right path, and it's the truth at all costs, so to speak. You know, and so like it's hard to define the truth, but it's very easy to define what is not truth. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what's called the apathetic process, you know, stripping away what's not true by illuminating what's false, mm-hmm. right? And that's the reason that we started having these conversations, like, what can we cut away? What's the debris? What can we strip away? And it's through that process that we begin to move closer to to truth. And I think as long as you can cultivate that sense of truth in your life as the ultimate guiding force, mm-hmm. then ultimately you're going to climb the mountain, and that's that's that that's what we're all here to do um, in our own unique way. And there's no there's no singular path up the mountain, you know. Um the truth is a pathless land, as Krish Krishnamurti said. But you know, it's hard to point a finger at it, but that's kind of the best that I that I can do. Obviously, there's objective truths, there's subjective truths, you know, which I don't think we should get into, but to, to kind of bubble wrap it in a sense, that's that's kind of what I would say it is. Mm-hmm. Um What's happening the last three years was your second question. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, (laughs) a collective dark night of the soul does kind of, you know, um, uh, grasp the idea a little bit. I think, you know, we're being forced to face shadows, which we've been made to be ignorant of for such a long period of time. And we as human beings are just as responsible um, as the perpetrators, right? the slaves require the master we bought the comfort we bought the convenience we bought the illusions but ultimately the truth is always going to come and find you and that's what's taking place now and what's been happening is you know it's been it's been a very painful process of detoxifying from all these illusions which we've consented to both within and without and like as we can see like they're they're coming to the surface nothing can hide anymore you know um we 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 know without a doubt what the architects of control are capable of. And I hope people never forget how intense that period actually was. Um, and we've we've seen the slow destruction and mistrust of the allopathic medical system. We've seen the slow dis- destruction and mistrust of Hollywood and mainstream media. And now, what's next? As we can all see, with its you know is the, is the financial system that's coming forward to the surface and all the corruption in that level. Yeah. So there's a splitting of humanity taking place and every single person has been provided with a choice to dive into truth and walk and cultivate a real authentic path. Or there's many who, you know, decided to close their eyes even harder, go further into a slumber and just like, you know, la, 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 nothing's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. ultimately them running off a cliff. Yeah. So there was a, there was a wave which began to take off around 2020 and for those who, you know, stuck to their guns, mm-hmm. chose authenticity, and refused to compromise, it's been a very fun ride. <laughs> well said, bro.
2: Thanks.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
2: Do you same. have anything to add? Yes. Yeah. Same Someone question. You,
1: same question. Um. What do I have to add to that? I think the first thing that just popped in my head was just even like as we've gone through this splitting and this like polarization. I think it's important not to just get stuck in it because even in the little communities, we have people who have the blinders on. I mean, anyone who's in the truth community, there's or the, the, you know, people who are into conspiracies, like there's a lot of self-righteousness. There's a lot of dogma even within that. And so um, I think it's very easy. I think it's a part of human nature where people do you want to go along to get along and they still do that in these little subcultures and they just um, they don't, investigate things for themselves and way too many people still are focused on external things only and there is a universe within each one of us. and yes, okay, I consider myself a truth seeker and I, I I'm curious about what happens what's been going on in the world and that's that's yeah. taking more of um that's been more important in the earlier part of my life, but I care more about inner truth mm-hmm. these days. You know, how can I continue to grow, expand, know myself on the deepest levels? Mm -hmm. um, Again, dive into those shadows, see where I'm rationalizing and justifying less than ideal behaviors, how I can be a better man, how could be a better leader, how I can be a better husband, how I can deal with, you know, past traumas that, you know, were a part of my life. You know, so I think so many people have their gaze pointed externally and that gaze needs to return to the internal world and the entire element of it. I don't mean living in a one seasoned world and love and light and let's just be positive and, and get lost in that, in that world. I mean, like truly mining the depths of yeah. your humanity yeah, um, and, and realizing like, well, okay, who am I really? Who am I? Why am I the way I am? What do I need to do to move closer to the person that when I'm alone at night, before I go to bed or when I wake up in the morning, the person that I want to be, you know, that Mm -hmm. person that I dream of, like what needs to happen? And if I don't know, then how can I receive support to do that? Do I need a kick in the ass? You know what I mean? I mean, Mm -hmm. ultimately it's, it's an individual journey and at the same time, like, you're allowed to have support. You're allowed to have really? mentors along the way. But don't yeah. forget that it's still, you have to walk that path. So that's just that's just been my my focus. And I think also another another area Joel and I are aligned is that you know the world is going to shit in a lot of ways. And it's beautiful. But yeah. I want to yeah. focus on the things that I can control and not just put my energy and focus on the things that I can't control. Okay. Yeah. Like there are psychopaths in power. There's unethical, less than ideal behavior going on all over the place, but what can I control? Yeah, And so yeah. when I look in the mirror, I'm seeing it.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, one of the key guiding principles in my life is the great hermetic axiom as above, so below, as within, so without, you know, which, you know, I pretty much say every single podcast, but like, while the post 2020 has been period has been taking place, you know the 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 ground for transformation has been incredibly fertile, not just externally but internally. You know, so as all these petty tyrants and all these constrictions of freedom are proliferating on the surface outside outside of us, what's our personal relationship with freedom? You know, within the, the, yeah. to the tyrant within, to the tyrant within ourselves. <laughs> But not only the tyrant within, even in our most private, personal, and intimate lives, what's our relationship with freedom that we've allowed in our most personal relationships, yeah. so it's like it's all <laughs> taking place at the same time, so the opportunity to do the inner work is has been just as ripe and just as profound as the transformations we're seeing external to us um and I think we're all being asked the question like do you want to reclaim your power or not you know, yes. and it all comes yeah. down to what your relationship is with freedom for real, and that's what's being brought to the surface, um, you know, is that symbolic of the age of Aquarius? You know, etc. Like, obviously, Aquarius is very much correlated with freedom. Um, who knows? But whatever it is, it's it's an incredible time to be alive, guys. Like, I never thought this yes. would happen. I shouldn't <laughs> like you know. There, there, there's an aspect of me, you know, which never thought that I'd be living this life. That never 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 thought that, you know, existence could be so rich yeah. and so fulfilling. You know, yes. I, I know how I felt. Again, I know how I felt pre-2020. Like I thought I was gonna succumb to a path of mediocrity, just work in a family business, get the mortgage, do all the fucking mundane things. Oh, but life yeah. shifted in a way that I never could have expected. So much more beautiful, so much more exciting, so much more inspirational than anything I could ever dreamed. This dream that I'm living is greater than any dream that I could have dreamed mm pre-2020. But that's that's just the truth. I never thought
1: something of this magnitude could have taken place, but it did.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Gorgeous. This is this is I want to just highlight on that what you said is this is what happens too when when we do follow that that inner compass. Is that yes, we can like set a plan and we can set a goal, but very often our life ends up becoming more beautiful, more magical than we could have imagined it to be. And this is why I'm also such an advocate of human design is that when we do trust our (laughs) inner authority and we do honor that when we're making decisions in life, it leads us somewhere that's, that can be pretty incredible. And at the end of the day, you are the cumulative impact of every single choice you make in your life. I mean, mm-hmm. how many choices yeah. do you make in a day? How many choices yeah. do you make in your mind? Like, these are things that, again, back to the inner world, that the inner world that needs to be considered.
4: Mm, yeah. Oh, gosh, there's so many things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, where do I start? Well, the, the first bitches. thing I want to say is, as I totally relate, and I've talked about this here before, like when all this went down, like into like week three, I started to be because I had previously had my like, you know, David I rabbit hole, all of that, like many years before. And so when this all happened, it took me about three weeks to go, Oh, okay, wait, shit, this is what's happening. And I got so excited. I got so excited. something in me was like buzzing and just like, this is what I'm here for. It's happening. Like it's happening. Like this, yeah. I've dedicated my whole life to like serving others and the higher consciousness and all of that. And I was like, Oh, you guys, nobody's getting it. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, and I say that in a, in a you know, <laughs> just like, Oh man, kind of burnt out. And then this, and I was like, yes it's gonna happen and so it's just yeah it's been so incredible um but I want to ask about we started talking a little bit about the subtleties of of um you know I use quotes here awakening and kind of the different levels of that and the different levels of awakening and what we're awakened to and Joel you wrote an article um about like faux versus authentic awakening I don't know exactly the title but can you talk a little bit about that and what you see yep. happening and how we can move forward.
0: You've always the article about again. Can you run it?
4: Hold on. Let me go into the website. No. <laughs> no joke, no joke. I'm going to read it to you.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we so we talk about awakening, you know, and there's many, there's many um, garden paths to help on this journey. But, like, what is it that we're here to awaken to? I think that's a question that we all need to ask ourselves. And we're so eager to escape reality. We're so eager to find something beyond this existence, beyond this life, beyond this reality. But, like, this is the only thing that's real. At the end of the day, this is the only thing that we know that is real, right, is this life that we're living, this conversation that we're having, me sitting on this chair, all the challenges that I have, me needing to... Feed my family, me needing to find creative work that really excites me, me needing to develop healthy, profound friendships, my wants and needs to experience love and connection. Like that's what matters, that's what's real. So, the true awakening for me is simply making myself more available and more competent to deal with the nuances and, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, subtleties of reality of life. I'm not trying to ascend, I'm not trying to shift dimensions, I'm not trying to, you know figure out what position I'm going to be in the afterlife. No, I don't give a shit. I'm interested in being the best fit for now. Yeah. And that means awakening to more of myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: can mm-hmm. mm. add to that,
4: Gerasna?
1: Awesome. Well, I, right when you start asking the question, the only thing I wanted to say is, and we see this a lot in, in, in our world, is this term awake. Oh, oh yeah! You should meet this person. They're awake, yeah. and it's like, what do you, what do you mean? They're awake, like, mm-hmm. like so that they've they've arrived. They're one hundred percent awake.
3: <Like laughs>
4: they've arrived. Like, awake? Yeah. For what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like so that everyone else that's not this person is the opposite of awake. You know what I mean? So like, I don't really like using that. Like, oh, I'm I'm awake, or this person's awake. Like, it's a process. Yeah. You know, awakening yeah. is a process, and it happens yep. until the day you give your last breath on this planet and who knows what happens afterwards. We have our opinions, we have our thoughts, we have people who share stories, but it never ends. You know, you're dealing with challenges now when you're 90 years old and you're facing the end, there's going to be some new challenge that you're facing that I can't even conceive of right now. And so I just labeling someone awake versus not awake, it's, it's oversimplification uh, it doesn't take in the nuance on life, and it's kind of arrogant in some way too. You know, um, not to say I haven't said that in the past. Obviously, we go through these processes of how we, oh yeah, this you know, I'm awake, and this person's not. Like, <laughs> what is again? Yeah. Like, like you can what? be awake to
0: certain things, you know. But ultimately, we're all simply in a process of awakening.
1: Yeah, right. To, exactly. some, to some degree. So again, it's just something I've noticed in 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 like the truth community. You know, where, where people say that word. And it's just it's it lacks nuance in my opinion. So that's that's all I have to say. That's all in, I got to say about that.
4: Oh, <laughs> <Well, laughs> folks, hey, um, forest.
1: Wait, in I didn't hear that. that. Oh, sorry.
4: In, go ahead.
1: No, I thought you said something. I didn't hear it, but it's all good.
2: Um, in that process of awakening, which is as you described both beautifully, a lifelong commitment to acknowledging yourself. First, And then knowing how it unfolds in the real world and the impacts and effects of that. And how would you like as integrating the past right here and then where you're going towards, what is the legacy of you, right, that you're unfolding and creating? Um, I just thought it'd be cool if you could share with our peeps what tools and teachers on the path that have really helped you or continue to help you unfold in that way, right? Because we'll move through different times and different waves, and things come and they're very impactful, like you said in the beginning. I find it really interesting. I just want to point this out. Most people, I don't know if you remember this, Tara, but a couple of people here have talked about reading The Power of Now and that being the moment where something shifted. So I just want to acknowledge yep. that in the collective, there was something really being downloaded that in that time. book yeah. at that time. Um, and so yeah tools and practices and things that continue to sustain for you or that have come and gone but were very impactful yeah and-
1: yeah i'll i'll uh, i'll share some some for me um also, because it came up the other day, someone had posted on Facebook, they were asking uh, for more recommendation on things similar to parts work or IFS and internal family systems. Maybe you heard of it. I've never, I never got into that work, but um, the people that impacted me did similar work. Um, Doctors Hal and Sidra Stone, my first acting teacher was heavily influenced by their work. It's called voice dialogue, the psychology of selves and the aware ego process. And um, you know that was again this process of understanding that we contain multitudes. There are many, many different elements within us, and that you know people use this term enlightenment um, very loosely. And from my perspective, and from what I learned from from Hal, uh, who passed away at ninety three and about a few years ago, is that enlightenment is the is the ability to navigate opposites within us. You know, so we when we when we over identify with something, we are We are disowning something else within us. And Mm -hmm. so this process of awakening that even we're talking about is how can we create greater expansion in consciousness within ourselves to hold space for the multitudes, for for all the different elements of us, and through consciousness to be able to choose how to be, how to act in a way that moves us closer to our highest values or supports us. It's not about repression. Um, I am... I am not a fan of repression. I'm not a fan of suppression. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm a fan of consciousness. So, Doctors Hal and Sidra's work had a huge impact on me, um, without a doubt. And it's something I kind of went away from. And I actually just, I just uh, went back to um, reading some of their work again. They have a great book on relationships called "Embracing Each Other," that I think is uh, extremely valuable. And, and their work isn't very popular at all. Um, probably <laughs> another reason why. I, I like it, <laughs> and, and um, yeah, I guess different teachers. You know, learning about the nervous system, you know, was, was has had an impact on me. Um, the, my my mentor that I mentioned before about really getting into the physical body and working directly with the tissues and moving energy and seeing how that impacts you on a psychological and emotional level uh, had a huge impact on me. My my first acting teacher had he's probably one of my first mentors because. He, he trained with teachers or he learned from teachers that really were like, okay, here you are. You're a human being in this class right now. And you come with this baggage and you come with this repression and you come with this conditioning. How can we support you to, to like lose these emotional blocks and inhibitions ultimately. So you can tell stories more fully, but Mm-hmm. And how does it impact your life? And so I love that work. It really opened me up to this way of like, whoa, this is wild. Like, so I have no, I have no challenges dancing in in the darkness and exploring these these yeah. elements of myself. Um, and I actually think it's healthy. Um, and then Michael Desarian, you know, my, his he's been a mentor to me philosophically and uh, just his his work, his research the last forty years um i think he's a legend in in the in the truth community and and he's someone who also he 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 moved beyond just like oh let's what's just happening in the world and wanted to really understand the psychology mm-hmm. of evil and okay. and really diving into these different paths and different fields and synthesizing some of the greatest minds and the greatest thinkers that this world has ever known and so um mm-hmm. yeah he he played a huge influence on my life Joel. Mm.
0: Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you my Mount Rushmore. So <laughs> Michael Tesarian and the three others I actually discovered through Michael Tessarian. So Ayn Rand, Nathaniel Brandon, oh, and Grasmos. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Thanks, bro. Oh.
4: Thanks, bro. I,
1: I love you, man.
4: I love you guys. This is sweet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Ayn Rand and Nathaniel Brandon, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, they're they're legends. They are if if every high school student was taught their work, we'd have a much different world.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, my life definitely
0: exists in two phases: before and after reading Atlas Shrugged. Uh, to me, Atlas Shrugged is mm. the greatest work of philosophical fiction ever written. She she has she was she hated intuition, but she was highly fucking intuitive. Like she had foresight, like no one else. She saw exactly what was coming. She predicted everything to the tee.
3: Mm
0: he told us what the greatest evil on the planet was and it's collectivism. And everything that we're seeing right now is simply a symptom of collectivism, um, a symptom of altruism, a symptom of a lack of acknowledgement and love and honour of self, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been so conditioned and so programmed um, to put ourselves so low on the totem pole, so low on the pedestal.
3: Anything
0: I do for anyone else makes me good, moral worthy. Anything I do for myself makes me selfish, evil, corrupt. And this is the electric fence which keeps people inside the fence, inside the herd. Mm -hmm. And until we can really decondition from those ideas and recultivate this whole concept of heroism, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have the opportunity every single day to be heroes within our own lives. It doesn't mean being a superhero, it doesn't mean moving mountains, it doesn't mean killing, you know, evil psychopaths. Um, Mm -hmm. We all have a unique path which calls us to be greater than we currently are. And uh, like I mentioned before, like that's what we're here for. It's, it's you and your relationship with life. And how can you make yourself as competent and as fit as possible to deal with this reality, this existence? Um, and, yeah, she, she, she did that for me. She's the one that really stripped away um, all the ideas that would have me be an enemy to myself wow. and make me realise the incredible potential of the human spirit which everyone is so quick to degrade but man yeah. is an amazing animal right he is the highest he's the only one that has volitional consciousness um he's the only one that has this ability to create to such a degree you know look at the look look, look, look at the planes look at the look at the vessels in the sea look at the way which we build um all these things which people are so quick to like put graffiti on and dirty but like <laughs> Like l- legit, like this yeah. This came from us, from our imagination, from our creative capacity. And uh, yeah. that's one thing which we should never take for granted is our ability to be creative. That's what we are. You're a, you're a creator. At the end of the day, you're a creative human being. If you're, and if you're not using that, if you're not fostering that, if you're not cultivating those abilities, then you might as well be dead, okay? Everything in life yeah. moves towards life. Everything in nature is geared towards its own survival. Yeah. We're the only species that can make decisions against our own life, against our own survival, in our own worst interests. It's- no, nothing else does that. The animal doesn't think twice about killing yeah. to eat. The plant doesn't think twice about moving towards the sun or digging its roots closer to fertile soil. It values its own life. Mm. And when a human being truly values their own life, how they act and how they move in the world is fucking different. It's just different
4: yeah yeah that reverence that sacred
0: yeah
3: mm.
4: um which brings me to my next question for each of you is who are you in this time now in this moment in time who are you here to be you could say what is your role or what however you want to answer that um That's
0: answer.
1: it's me what's that yeah it's me
4: <laughs> just you yeah
1: yeah i mean That's it. Pretty much is who am I here to be? I mean, I, I think I said it before is that, you know, truth and knowledge is really important to me. Um, self-education is very important to me. So if I can inspire other people, um, towards greater truth and this understanding that education is their birthright, uh, Mm -hmm. that they can move beyond fixed limitations imposed upon them, um, by family, by society, by culture. Um, then I think, uh, I'm, I'm doing my job. So Wow. That's it.
2: What are your favorite things about yourselves?
1: Oh, okay. I love this <laughs> question. Wow. I, I have a long list. I have a scroll. I, a scroll Hi, I wrote a long gonna time get out ago. His, um, yeah,
2: get out his list. Okay.
1: Oh. Um,
2: Did you I see how know. they all kind of? they But they kind of blush yeah. a little. Uh,
1: oh. Oh, yes, do we have. Do we have another two hours? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but again, this is where love of self, like yes, you know, can we exactly, stay, can right. we stand and honor yeah, our, our gifts? Yeah. Like I'd be the first one to talk about my issues and my challenges. I have no, no, no right, problems right. about that, you know. Um, but where I think my sense of humor is something yeah. I I love. Mm-hmm. Um, um I've been told this before. I have the ability to disarm an individual, you know, depending no matter what the situation is. I value that. Uh, my curiosity, um, my heart. You know, I have a, I have a meaning. I feel like I have an amazing heart. Um, Let's see, what else? Um, I'm fun. Uh, I'd like to think I'm intelligent. Um, (laughs) um, My, yeah, I have convictions. You know, I have convictions that I stand by. Um, My ability to set boundaries and and be clear in my communication. Uh, has grown over time. And it's something I'm really proud of. I used, I'm a recovered, a recovering, no, a recovered slash recovering people pleaser.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so that was a huge piece of the puzzle for me, probably the first piece of the puzzle that, um, really, um, helped things like grow and evolve and cascade in a new way. Um, other things, what was the question again? What do you like about yourself? (laughs) Favorite things about yourself?
2: Favorite
1: things about yourself? What? Go on! One. <laughs> oh, one? Wait, like, I didn't hear you. I just... I said your jawline. Oh, my jawline. Oh, I have a pretty decent jawline, I guess. <laughs> mm, thank you, thank you, Joel. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just... those Those are some things that come to mind. Oh, I like. Lo- I like. I make good food too. Uh, I like to cook, and um, I love bringing people together. Like as much as I'm, I'm an mm-hmm. individualist. And I talk about all these things that you need to love yourself and and um go on that individual hero's journey. I love when true individuals come together yeah. um in community and, and share experiences and share each other over food and great conversation and laughs. Okay, that's it. Joel, your turn. <laughs> you took my list, man. <laughs>
2: It's all right. You can repeat you, okay, you can, okay, you can repeat yeah, it and yeah. you can the say it in a different okay. way. Or okay, you can yeah. say it in the same way. It's yeah. fine. Honestly,
0: like the, the first thing that comes up for me, which like, you know, I really do value about myself, is my ability to provide. I'm I'm very good at creating value. And, you know, that's something which I've shied away from in the past. But it's mm-hmm. actually a skill, um, which I think, you know, I do have natural gifts in in, in that regard. And it's something which I'm I'm really proud of. Um what else? my commitment to truth for sure you might just want my, my refusal to compromise on what doesn't feel good and what feels icky and what doesn't feel right like i don't settle yeah. i've never i've never been one to settle it doesn't matter what kind of olive branches you've extended to me i'm not gonna I'm not gonna compromise on anything you know um and just yeah i I back myself to make the right decisions i back myself to navigate reality you know in a way that's truly reflective of my values um I'm highly creative you know and in that in, in in a number of different areas and uh you know i love playing in that realm of creativity a lot mm-hmm. you know i don't like to get stagnant um so i have this ability to keep things fresh as well i feel
1: yeah that will do yeah it's <laughs> like I, sec- I second that for you man i mean highly creative um you're very ambitious too you know and in 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 a, in a good in a good way um, and again, like, you know, it's funny, like all these things as I went
0: through this path of divination, this mystery school path, this human design path, all these things are echoed in everything that all the feedback that I get back about myself from these mm-hmm. systems and from these divinatory arts. And that's that's really the, you know, the power of what they can do for an individual. Mm-hmm. They really highlight to yeah. you and mirror back to you what your skills are, who you, who you are yeah. on a, on a soul blueprint, mm-hmm. unique yeah. consciousness level. You know, things which we're afraid to own and acknowledge about yourself, you know, it mm-hmm. gives you permission to own those things. Um, yeah. And to me, that's the most empowering thing is realizing that I have unique attributes which mm-hmm. no one else has and there's no need to compare and contrast anymore. You know, we're all, we've all been conditioned, yeah. you know, to I think we've got to compete with everyone else. I'm not trying to c- compete with anybody. I'm just yeah. trying to excavate more of who I am every single day and mm-hmm. I love it.
4: Yeah. And it gives you permission, us permission to love that about ourselves, yeah. right? More.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You, um, you just stake your flag in the ground even more. Yeah.
2: Right. You know,
1: like what Joel said, all of these systems that I've been into, they've just highlighted things where you go, aha, yes, that makes complete yeah.
4: sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, totally. yeah. That makes sense. why that's a challenge. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Cool. What do I
1: need to do? It just yeah. is more self ownership. And then we just want to keep moving towards that more personal responsibility. Yeah. Radical self responsibility has to be the answer.
4: Yes, yes, yes. yes. No,
1: it doesn't mean we're not victims. Like we, we, we can be victimized, but where are you spending most of your time? Yeah. You know, and and this is why and not to get into, but this is why I'm such an advocate and why we've had her on the podcast a few times, but german new medicine and 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 Melissa's mm-hmm. work is that like that's a system of radical self- responsibility of what is really going yep. on in your mind, in your body, really understanding it. And you know, so you know, health has been a foundation for me as well. and and that yep. that changed my I, I didn't mention that before, but that's something that's a system that changed my entire perception on health and why we get symptoms, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to throw that yeah. in there. Yeah. Yes.
2: When you heard. when
0: you truly realize that you're the common dem- denominator in all your problems,
4: you realize <laughs> yeah. that you're also the common
0: <laughs> denominator in all the solutions.
4: Solutions. Yep. Right? Yep. That's really. Okay. Last questions. It's it's last question, but there's like three parts. So <laughs> so <laughs> bear with me. I feel like I have to no ask. books. Okay. Get out your pens and paper. No. So, I'm coming back to your podcast here for the truth. Um, Do you have a most memorable guest? Do you have like a or guests? Yeah, we're not playing favorites. Just something that comes, you're like, oh yeah, I loved this person or whatever. And also like a subject that you love to talk about on your podcast, like something that you just you really, um, yeah, you love the most. And also, you guys are have grown a lot, right? You've kind of like. So what do you think? What do you think attributes to that? Okay. Go. <laughs>
1: uh, um,
0: do you want to go, bro? Or- <laughs> oh, I can go. Yeah. In terms of memorable guests, just the one that seems to come to the surface is our episode with G. Edward Griffin. Um, G. Yes. Edward Griffin is an absolute, you know, OG in the in the truthing world, truthing community, truthing game. And it was, he just, I feel like he got real mm. in that episode um, and there was an emotionality to it. Yes. He and Eurasimus shared an incredible moment. Um yeah. Rasmus asked him, what are you most proud of? And he goes, I'm proud of you. you
2: yeah, know? it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. It was, probably, I was I'll crying. Cry I think cry everybody right cried.
2: Yeah, I think everybody cried when they saw that because that was yeah. so genuine and just, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And it just, just felt like this, you know, this metaphorical passing of the torch kind of thing, you know, just really solidified that we do stand on the shoulders of giants. Like, we're only able to do what we do. We only have the perspective that we do because of the people that have come before us. And the work that they've done um so yeah that one i love to talk about esotericism you know i love to talk about psychology and philosophy anything that includes the inner work and the inner reality they're the conversations which i definitely love to have the most and in terms of what attributes to our growth and our trajectory i think it's just our capacity to continue to be real you know and that's what that's what people relate to at the end of the day um you know we're not trying to sugarcoat anything we're not trying to you know be more or less than what we are we're just you know two guys that come together with someone else and we just get real no matter what and i think yeah that's what people relate to
1: um my answer now I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna highlight that episode with uh g edward griffin um I mean, 90, 91 years old, whatever he is now, he's a legend. I mean, the the number one video uh, interview that I recommend to everyone and have for several years is his interview with Yuri uh, Bezmenov, the uh, KGB defector um, that really highlights a lot of what's been happening in this world for the last however many decades. Um, So to interview the man who interviewed him um, was an honor. Uh, And also just like what can happen when you just – reach out like so many people go well how'd right. you get Gio Griffin how'd you get David Ike on your podcast and we're like uh, we <laughs> sent an email we, we we went to their website we saw a yes. contact form and we filled it in right. you, you know so that, so yeah. I think like that plays a role too um in yeah. terms of just again knowing knowing what you want and asking for what you want yep. now again it helps to have you know I mean, a certain podcast, a platform. You know what Joel said in terms of why we're growing. I mean, we're consistent. Yeah. We're consistent. We we put out episodes every week. We were doing two a week for a while, and um, and I think that plays a role. And I and I think also like Joel and I, we're just a couple dudes. We're we don't we don't sit there and go like. We, I don't think we're arrogant I mean we can have our moments but I, I don't think we're arrogant yeah. I don't think we 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 th- th- it's another reason why it's called here for the truth like we're here yeah. for it we don't have all the answers we want to have these conversations yeah so so yeah I mean obviously the G.R. Griffin episode I loved um the other one is to- the
0: the one with Michael the, the, yeah the, the original so, one with Michael yeah. was special because that was a conversation it was just like you know butting to be had for a long time yeah you
1: yeah. yeah. took the words right out of my mouth yeah the episode <laughs> with Michael was. um just great to have him on and and i feel like he shared things that he, people who have been following his work for years like loved the episode with us because they're like wow you said some things on your episode that i haven't um heard him say before um
0: and it was yeah, so, I mean, just so interesting as well like obviously i attended michael's mystery school i'm a student of it and it just so happens that his episode was episode 78 right the 78 cards in the tarot deck like some of these um, some of these some of these things which line up is just yes tricky
1: to explain that, you know? yes. yeah What's what's really wild too, and I think this is. I'm just going to go on something separate. I know we have a we have a little bit of a time limit here, but I think it's really important for people to be clear in terms of the things that they want in their life. You know, I shared this uh, the other day with someone. Is that I went to some like men's women's meetup in 2019, and there were some icebreaker games going on, and the question was if you could have like lunch or a conversation with one person, who would it be? And I answered Michael this was in 2019 little did I know that in a year I would be on the podcast twice. Yep. Right. Um, and then like another year, year and a half later, he'd be on our podcast and come on and come on again. And I've, and I've been fortunate to be on Slave six times, you know, as a guest. And like, that's just wild to me. Like if you told me that three years ago or four years ago, I would have been like, you're tripping yeah. <laughs> like, so no true. way, so true. you know? And so, yeah. um, yeah, I think I think again, this is another thing that's important is that we all obviously it's important to learn, it's important to consume, but where's the balance like between consumption and production?
3: Sure. You know,
1: are you just an observer? Or are you mm-hmm. taking what you've learned and you're putting it into action and applying that knowledge? And I think that is something that to answer your third part, part C of the question, <laughs> is that we're taking the things that we've learned and we're applying it. And I think Joel and I also like we just compliment each other well in a lot of ways. I couldn't do yep. this on my own. Definitely mm. not. Neither could I. And um, you know, imperfect action as well. We we're always tweaking. Mm. We're we're doing yep. things. We're yep. okay, yep. let's and we meet and we sit down and we go, okay, let's shift this, let's change that. Um and we we trust our intuition, especially with guests. So I don't know if that answers it. I lo- I also yeah, I love I love the GNM G and M episodes with Melissa. I think they're great. Yeah, the, the oh, David right. White episode the David Whitehead episodes. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Great. David David David's a legend. Yes. Um yes. just an, another legend too. Um his he's yes. got an amazing uh docuseries called Cult of the Medics, yes. uh that he keeps creating <laughs> that I highly recommend people check out. It's for free. Wow. Uh,
2: so
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean there's so many great episodes, but yeah, those are the ones that pop out.
2: Yeah. Mm. You said cult of the medics and I'll end with this. I'll go back to the beginning when Joel was talking about 2015 and being able to question things and especially vaccines and all of that. And throughout 2020, 2021, 2022 and so forth, I keep saying God's been giving us more publicity than we could have ever afforded. Right. It just keeps like opening and just things just keep coming up and it's out in the open and it's amazing too not only witness but be a part of this whole new creation let's tell new stories and thank you guys for being here with us yeah and I say this here right now but here in this bigger picture of you know a total new paradigm of self-ownership and responsibility Mm. and creation and magic and just all of that it's amazing
0: Amazing. it's 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 felt amazing
1: to be here and share this conversation with you guys yeah yeah, yeah thanks for thank you so pioneering. much thanks for having us um yeah, yeah really appreciate it and
4: and tell tell us tell the peeps where they can find you
1: um i just want to direct people to here for the
0: truth.com that's okay. where our podcast is that's where all our episodes are if they're interested in our membership community or the course they can also access those links from here for the um We're currently, applications are currently open for Rise Above the Herd round five. It might be full by the time people are hearing this. I'm not sure, but they can read all about it um, through there as well. Nice. But yeah, just listen to the podcast. You know, there's so much information there. There's there's so many incredible conversations there. Um, You know, we get people that, message us, you know, I listened to episode one, then a month later, I've listened to 112,
4: 113 episodes.
0: (laughs) It just blows our mind, you know? Yeah. But if if, if you're someone who's action oriented, there's more than enough information there for you to change your life.
4: Mm. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, you guys. Really, I'm just, I'm so appreciative of all that you do and it doesn't go unnoticed and the ripples are just
0: endless. Thanks, Tara. Magic. I appreciate appreciate (laughs) that. And just one more yeah, thing. If people yeah. are if people are interested in, you know, in real community, Friends of the Truth is an amazing, amazing yeah. place. Like the people in there are so real, so sincere, so grounded, just so inclined um, to being themselves and connect connecting voluntarily with one another. Um, so that's called Friends of the Truth. And people can also find that at HeFortTruth.com or go to friends of the truth.co if they want to learn more. But we do three calls a month. We bring our podcast guests into our community and yeah. we do private calls with them so it's it's a really cool vibe too. But yeah, yeah, thank you guys so much. So much love and yeah. respect hey for thank both you. of you for real. Yeah. yeah. yeah really awesome. appreciate it. Thanks,
4: you guys, yeah, so much love. Well, soon. <laughs>